Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to another episode of See Through Panel, a comic book discussion podcast. My name is Cole Harvey. I am here with Fahed Rahman. Hello, everyone. Today, we're going to be talking about, I believe, a brand new book still coming out uh, called Genu, and Fahed's going to tell you all about okay, that. Okay, sure. So uh, Genu is a five-part literary sci-fi graphic novel series written by Tommaso Tedesca, Alex, Alex Franquelli, and Giulio uh, Tomasi. It's illustrated by Alexandra um, Fastovets and lettered by Francesca uh, Colasanti. Uh, Genu Volume 1 was released uh, in April of this year. It was published by Marcosia Enterprises. Um, and the blurb of the comic is this. We, Homo sapiens, represent the evolutionary zenith of the genus Homo. We have created scientific and technological miracles in less than 300,000 years. Before us, however, another Homo species lived on Earth for almost 2 million years. That species was Homo erectus. Yes, you heard about them. You know those grotesque cavemen whose greatest technical achievement was carving, uh, carving stone hand axes. Or was it? So that's kind of um, kind of the blurb. Um, do you want to kind of start off with your kind of initial thoughts about the about the series, yeah. Cole? Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> we have received from the very generous creators the first three volumes, um, which is awesome because apparently the third volume just got finished just a few days ago. I think so. Yes. We got that just in time. Yeah. Um, so we're out of they're they're hoping to make it five, I believe they said, right? That's, five and then turn that into a graphic novel. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, that sounds like what the plan is. Um Yeah, so we're a little over halfway. Um my just very basic reactions at this point. Um I thought it was really good. Like I thought it was uh in terms of some of the stuff that we get shown to us, just like super indie stuff, this was a really high up there. Like I think this is um, almost on the level where you could that you could see this at a comic store. Uh, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, I have a couple issues as we'll get uh, more into it, just a couple specific things. But yeah, I thought it was one of the best offerings we've had that someone has sent us since we started. Yeah. So in terms of um, stuff that's that's been submitted to us for 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 review, I think this is kind of on the higher end of the. Uh, mm-hmm. in terms of both the writing and the the art quality that we've received it's um it's a pretty good sci-fi story i think um you know the uh it kind of i think it where some of its influences quite heavily um in both the story and and the art but i i i'm i'm quite enjoying it so far i'm i'll be quite eager to see where the um where they kind of like take the characters and, and, and the plot in, in the last two, in the last two volumes. Yeah, me too. I think it's hard to review this without it being done because I'm a bit lost. Like I know what's going on, but I'm a little bit lost in the story. And I think that'll, that'll most likely be resolved if I were to read the last two volumes. Yes. So uh, what the, what they've done in, in terms of like the the comic books, they just um, we we t- we talked previously about a comic book which was basically um, too much preamble, too much kind of explaining what the the the, the rules of the um, 
of the world war. This is kind of at the opposite end of the spectrum. It's just kind of just drops you mm-hmm. straight in and expects you to get up to speed in in terms of um, what the geopolitics are, kind of what the um, technology available to the characters is. Um, uh, and it kind of like, all right, this is what the story guys, you've got to keep up with it. I think um, they do kind of do a little bit of ex- explanation with um, two pages at the end of each issue, kind of explaining either like um, a historical event or kind of um, uh, some of the technology that's uh, uh, operating in this universe. But yeah, it's kind of, I was, there's still, you know, I've only, I think this is one of those comic books that you kind of, you need to read maybe two or three times to kind of actually understand everything that's going on in it. Yeah, I think I'd probably agree, which is fine. Like I've read a lot of comics like that. Like when we talked about Monstrous, we talked about how um, there was a lot of world building and it wasn't all fully explained right at the beginning, but we both really enjoyed Monstrous. Yes. Um, And there's also that, with a similar thing to Monstrous even, I didn't think about that. Uh, They have the lore dumps at the end of the the volume. So you'll be getting a little bit more extra information and you could choose to read that or not. I skipped, I skipped the second one and came back to it later. Um, and it was helpful. I mean, if I would have skipped it and not come back, uh, I wouldn't really have changed anything, yeah. but, um, I think the only issue in terms of the larger narrative for me is that, um, it feels like we have a lot of disconnected parts that will clearly become a whole. Yeah. But right now I feel like they're so disconnected that I'm losing, I'm losing story in between them. Every time we, we jump around, I'm losing. Yeah, I, I would not disagree with you on that. I think for a five parter, I'd expect a lot, to understand a lot more of what is going on. Um, by the time we reached, reached the third issue in terms of kind of like what the, um, what the don uh, kind of what the conclusion is kind of like aiming for. So my my concern uh, maybe is that they're going to kind of rush um, what's going to mm-hmm. happen in the in the last two issues, or I don't know if they've got plans to kind of expand it beyond beyond that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not exactly sure. And we should say the three issues or volumes we've read um, are like double size for a comic, so they're usually about fifty pages, yeah, something like that. Um, so you're at the end, it's going to be about 10 issues of comics and, um, each volume is broken up into two chapters. So I believe we've read six chapters unless one of them was just a single, but, um, yeah, the pacing seems a little off, but it never fully lost me. So I think that is salvageable when they add the ending, they could definitely fix that. Yes. I think that's, um, kind of, I think that might be a byproduct of the fact that there's three authors, and yeah, yeah. that's that's a lot, man. That's that, that's you know the, that's a lot of um ideas going into uh, a story. So I think yeah, so I, that that kind of maybe makes sense to me in kind of in terms of why that the pacing might be um a little bit off. Um, that said, there is a lot to admire here. I think the characters are really well um uh, written. Kind of, they do feel yeah. like um, it never feels like the plot is pulling them along. It's you know things are happening to them, and they 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 are um, kind of reacting organically and trying to be proactive uh, in terms of what happens to them as well. I I actually think they're pulling the plot along. Yeah, like when you said that, 
the only thing that was really keeping me in the first volume before I was fully immersed was these characters that are very interesting and you don't know, um, like you don't know who's going to live or die because you're not exactly sure who the main characters are. They have a, a decently sized cast. Um, and, but I think they're the main pull here. And without, with, with a poorer dialogue or less interesting characters, I think I'm, I might not have finished it, yeah. but um, once you get through that second volume, I think there's enough plot there um, to really pull it through. But yeah, I yeah. would agree with that. Yeah. So, I mean, let's start with kind of the first, first issue. So I'm so terrible. I should have written down the names of the characters. So I think there's one of them, the, one of the boys is called, is it zero seven? Is that correct? Yeah. Zero yes. seven. So the, the first issue kind of starts off on, um, Mercury in the first, the first two, uh, first two or three pages. It's basically very reminiscent of um ender's game so i don't know if anyone's ever seen read or seen the movie of ender's game they kind of you know these uh kids playing these games and kind of zero gravity so that's kind of it's very reminiscent kind of uh of that these you know young boys kind of uh building this camaraderie by playing, playing this um compet- competitive sport and then we're um we're introduced to oh, what was his name the guy who is blind but I cannot recall. I know the woman's name is Julia. Yeah, Julia. Um, that's terrible. Yeah, so I mean, they, they, you know, they're, they're 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 kind of they're very strong characters. Even though I'm struggling to remember. <laughs> We're struggling to remember one of their one of their names. And you know, this this um, there there was one question that I did have. I didn't really understand. It's Axel. Axel. <laughs> Axel. Okay, that's a that's a that is kind of a, a typical uh, hero name. Um, it was one question. There was one sequence in early on that I didn't really understand um, whether she. So uh, essentially, what happens is that the you know, um, this colony in I believe it's Mercury. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Is hit yep. by this um, asteroid shower, and they're supposed to be um, uh, a space agent, kind of monitoring the the early warning system and she kind of ignores the alarm and i couldn't really kind of figure out whether she did that deliberately or she was kind of being brainwashed into kind of ignoring the early warning system and it doesn't really make that clear later on in the series either so anyway this this terrible thing happens and they're um they're kind of this i think they're basically saved by this alien that appears on the planet and kind of takes them back to earth. And then the story kicks on from there. Really? Yeah. The main twist is that it's, it's kind of not an alien. Maybe, maybe. Uh, so yes. it might, be, yeah, it might be some earlier race from earth yes. uh, on those couple things that you said, I wouldn't, I'm, I feel a little bad about not knowing the character names, but I actually had noted that while I was reading it. So I feel a little less like it's on me. It probably still is on me. But I even noted after I finished the three volumes that I didn't remember any of the characters' names, even though they were strong characters and I know yeah. what they're about. Um, I couldn't recall their names, so I'm not sure if there was just a lack of mentioning the names. Um, they do it a lot in the first volume, but not a lot after that. Yeah. And then um, the the woman that ignores the call, I was also a little confused because she's watching, she's looking at all these monitors, looking for um, you know alarms and stuff, and then her like niece or daughter calls. And she's on a phone call with her 
And she looks over at the screen. There's an actual panel where she looks over at the screen and it shows a bunch of asteroids coming for Mercury. Yeah. And she looks right at it and says that she's muted it. So it kind of looks like she's done it on purpose. So I'm a, I think there's probably something there. And then the most recent volume has also gone back to, into that character. Yeah. Um, yes. So there must be something there. Yeah. One issue I had. So when you have a narration box um, in black and white, you can't uh, use color, obviously, to denote whose it is. Yeah. Um, and so the only real way to figure that out would be to see who's on panel while that's happening. And for me, almost every time there was a narration box, I, it took me a minute to figure out who it was. Okay, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So the uh, Julia and Axel both have narrations sometimes when they're standing next to each other. Yeah. And um, I was... Uh, for until maybe the third volume, I, I was trying to figure out who this hidden narrator was, but I'm pretty sure it's just one of them. Yeah. So I think for the most part, this is quite a wordy comic. There's a lot of text um, that kind of uh, that that's on the page. For the most part, I think the um, the letterer, what's his name? What what is their names? Is oh so. Her name, sorry, um, Francesca uh, Colasante. She does, for the most part, she does do an excellent job of kind of making sure that the uh, kind of like the text doesn't get in the way of the flow of the panels or or the story. But the, yeah, I do agree that that there were times where I she kind of changed the format of the um, speech bubble. So there's so, sometimes where the the character speaking with an actual speech bubble. And then there are other times where it's just kind of like a line going to some text. And that took a little bit of time mm-hmm. for me to kind of um, get up to, to speed with. I was like you at some points, a little bit confused as um, who was speaking to whom. Um, so, yeah, but for the most part, you know, f- for a comic book that has got a, as, as much um, words uh, on the page as it does. I think she does a uh, pretty uh, fantastic job really of making sure that it doesn't obscure the, the art too much. Uh, I would a hundred percent agree. I had noticed that. Um, but by the third volume, I think uh, I had completely forgotten about any lettering problems. It was, it was very strong lettering, especially like you said, for something this wordy, because um, there is, I believe one of the writers is a neuroscientist. So he I knows. His believe, yeah. Yeah. So it's, they describe it as um, hard sci-fi and they, they ran um, like sci-fi ideas through uh, the neurosciences just to make sure that it's all credible. So, yeah. Yeah. Which volume was it um, that basically opens like uh, it was a little bit like being in a classroom. Um, it, it started with a classroom, obviously, but it, it was a lecture. Um, I think that's volume two. I thought two. that was cool. That was volume yeah. two. I think where we get introduced to the um, to the professor, like a genetic scientist. Yeah. Or yeah. yeah um, that was a bit exposition dumpy to me. Um, that dialogue there, it was a little. I mean, it was very accurate to being in like a lecture hall, getting yes. a lecture. But as a reader, I thought that it was could have been done maybe a little bit more interestingly. But also that character is just super interesting. So after you have gotten past the the big wall of text, um, it's I mean it's it's very very interesting stuff, and you're going to need that information later. So I didn't really have an issue. 
But yeah. um, most of the things I noticed, I, w- I kept feeling down on this. And then like three pages later, I'd be like, oh, that makes sense why they did that. So everything was, I don't know. It was hard to explain. Very interesting um, back and forth for me. Yeah, I think um, for me, what kind of kept me pushing on was like the the strength of the art um you know it's yeah it is it's in um it's in black and white grayscale the the characters are all unique and very um engaging and pleasant to look at the 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 sci-fi world in which the story takes place has um got a really um clean kind of uh look but it's also kind of like practical and not um, sterile, the world. So it's it's uh, for me it was um, it's was, it was a very pleasant book to look at. And you know when I was struggling a little bit with the text, I'd just look at the pictures and kind of that would help me get my focus back into um, into reading the story. Yes, the art is never the art never loses you. I would say. Yeah. Um, there was a time or two when he would stack i don't know if you're like big into this but there's left hand panel stacking which is kind of a common issue for storytellers yeah sequential um so he did that a couple times where he'd stack some panels on the left side but your eye would kind of you'd have to go left right left right which can be an issue but um i mean this guy is uh i'd say he's pretty much at a professional level um there are many instances where he takes some crazy angles like even if, i think it's the first volume um he's got a close-up shot on a guy's face but he's holding a glass of water so half of his face is magnified yeah really really uh, large in that glass then there's one where the alien pre-species woman uh is looking in a mirror and it's all cracked and all of that looked like impeccable to me the art is i think the strongest part of the book yeah I would, I'd say the the art. Uh, I think the characters are all really strong. One thing I really do, uh, I did appreciate is that there's um, a character in here with um, vitiligo, and that's not something that you see a lot. Kind of uh, characters no. with um, deformities or skin conditions is where you know it's not used as um, a plot point or a way of denoting that that character's um, are morally compromised. So I really, I really appreciated that. So I think, you know, the art, the, the characters, and I think the lettering as well as, as someone who's kind of exploring how to letter their own, um, their own works is, is something I really appreciated as well. And obviously I think the world is all very, um, um, very engaging to kind of like be involved with as well. Yeah, there is some interesting sort of geopolitics, like you mentioned earlier. So I th- on top of just the characters, the world is like um, you have different factions. It seems like we have maybe some type of rebel faction um, kind of burgeoning out. What was it oh, about the Vitilago? Um, the cast is very diverse in this without being preachy, which I I really appreciated because a lot of times in um, in mainstream comics, even you'll have a diverse cast, but they will remind you constantly how diverse they are <laughs> and yes. stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, this is so natural. It's got, there's a blind character, uh, a kid who's born on Mercury. So I guess he's Mercurian. And then, yeah, uh, an African-American woman with, yeah, with a skin disease. So it, and none of it is pushed and none of it is, it's, it's very impressive stuff how they, how they managed to do that. And our kind of like a main 
villain for lack of a better word is this um avatar of this uh corporate greed who's um ostensibly i think we can say he's maybe chinese or japanese something like this and he's yeah. you know, just this i think chinese confucian i think is the way he looks to me so i think chinese yes. would be um the most apt description and he's just this um scheming avaricial kind of like um capitalist avatar of someone who's constantly wanting to see how he can manipulate um the populace into um getting getting what he wants so it's kind of this um very i don't know what, what the the right word is but um it doesn't seem like there's a democratic state operating in this world at all and the, you know there is like a, a rebel faction that's trying to um uh, spread information about how this is actually how the, the world works in this um in this particular story as well yeah i thought that i guess he's kind of the big bad i thought he was an interesting character too cuz yeah you see he's a he's like a large asian man who's dressed like dynasty era china like he's got yeah and then in data earth which i guess is the it's kind of like being in vr but like altered reality yes um a lot of sci-fi stuff does that nowadays but it's like that but then he'll he'll just have a version of himself with like a blank like a black t-shirt on and sunglasses yes so he's on one hand like this dynastic chinese feudal lord looking guy and then he's also just like a bruiser with sunglasses yes i thought that was pretty cool yeah, that um, that sequence where he's talking to, I think either different aspects of of himself or different versions of of himself, kind of um, that are based around the world or maybe even past iterations of himself. Um, I thought that was a lot of fun, um, and uh, you know, I'm kind of hoping Same. they they bring that um, bring that aspect back where he's kind of like trying to, um, at, you know, at one time kind of he's. Uh, um, arrogantly boasting about what he's achieved but he's, he's also sniping at each um at himself about kind of what the the other one hasn't has or has not done so i found i found that um found that quite a um kind of a uh it was both of um humorous but it's also kind of a unique way to um to kind of get in the, inside the head of a the inside of a head of a character oh very yeah i definitely thought that when i was reading it it's a very cool way to like see different angles of the same character because they're all talking to themselves yes yeah so i mean uh, i did i think i did kind of mention that there there are um it does kind of where it's sci-fi influences kind of quite heavily um you know i think i've already mentioned ender's game um Mm -hmm. the other one that i noticed was that when they uh have the visions of the um of the tower, the the spaceships or the flying craft um, in those visions looked quite a lot like the um, spacecraft from Flight of the Navigator. I don't know if you've seen that. You might be a little I bit too. Okay, so that is that like one of them. But is a is an eighties sci fi movie, um, which was one of my um, one of my favorites uh, growing up, and kind of also this um, idea of this. Um, What's the name of the? Well, they do look like that. Yeah, um, uh, was it John Bujard? So this the the idea of this ultra douchey tabloid um, TV media presence, I think, is also something that's pl- being played out quite a lot in um in you know various different stories as well. But you know, 
that said that all these um elements do meld really kind of well together and um I, from the sounds of it we we've, we've been quite negative on it but i think this is definitely something that I would, i'd recommend um our listeners check out i think it's it is um i did have a good time um reading it um i think i will probably hold out until for me personally i need to kind of wait until both issues both the last final issues have come out and then maybe i'll buy those two together but yeah, i think for me yeah. I, I had a i you know i think this the, the the storytelling the story the the art all just work and i think we should reward creators that are producing um work that's of this quality and we may have sounded a bit harsh um i think it's better just in terms of the podcast it's gonna be all preachy yeah to uh point out flaws rather than and of course you want to tell you what, that you liked it which i think we've done yeah but you want to point out for something like this it's not complete yet and they're looking for feedback i just i i try and be a little more critical just so that they can have everything that i thought and they can take it and if they want to do anything with it then they can but that's just my aspects and i i think this book was was fantastic like i had a really good time reading it i'll definitely be buying it um when they put it all out in one if that's what their plan is um yeah if we sounded negative on here it was probably just to kind of think through our with each other what may have been missing but also why we liked it yeah i mean so. if if this was like um a tv show on like i mean i could easily see this as a as a, as a tv show on like hbo or or netflix or something like that and it's 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 really the ideas are really well well fleshed out um the characters are um you know they're believable they're kind of like tangible characters they're not um uh you know there, there's some stuff that i've read where it's kind of like the characters just like this two-dimensional cardboard cut out this that's not the case in here and you know it, it just for the most part it just works um quite well there are flaws in it but um i don't think those though you know i think those, those flaws make the work more interesting in some way as well yeah and there are flaws in everything there are flaws in alan moore's work yeah there are flaws in mobius's sure. work so. yeah for sure yeah i think art kind of requires flaws at some point so yeah so i think um yeah for me that's you know this is yeah uh you know recommended you should um check it check it out um i don't think there's too much else to to say about it really um i think we've said a lot without really spoiling much which i'm happy with yes. because this is kind of a not, yes. not a lot of people have read this and it's not done so yeah and it's it's just amazing that there's work of this quality that's being released that i'd never heard of this before i never heard about it on any blogs or social media and it's just it's it's really it was a very pleasant surprise that um you know to be you know to come across something like this that's basically got no press you know so yeah yeah i can't believe something of this quality was emailed to us yeah. like without any fanfare yeah <laughs> it seems like a pretty uh pretty high quality book compared to like just something three guys slapped together yeah it's it's quite astounding honestly yeah all right well i think that's probably about it that's probably about it i think we're just coming up to to 30 minutes i think that's a pretty decent um amount of time to spend uh, talking about free issues of an uncompleted comic book yeah i think yeah. that's pretty good <laughs> um do you want to mention about the the tip tip jar carl so if you like this show you enjoy what we talk about uh you like hearing about some indie comics you probably never heard of consider donating to our tip jar 
Um, it's just a quick, easy way for you to support the show. It keeps us motivated, keeps us uh, making these episodes, paying for comics when we have to. So uh, we'd really appreciate if you guys would do that. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube, uh, just throw us a like. Add a comment if you feel like talking. We'll chat back. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, reviewing us would be fantastic. Uh, I really appreciate that. So I think that's about it. Yeah, that's uh, that's about it, guys. Um, we'll let you know what we're re- reviewing on the next episode um, as soon as we know what it's going to be. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Okay, see you.